Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. And as you listen to this program, you are joined by thousands and thousands of other people who are interested in the exact same information. And as you probably already know, you are absolutely not alone. Just right here, uh, for example, in the Kansas City area, there are over 370,000 family and friend caregivers uh, caring for over 400 thousand elderly loved ones who need care and support. So this is why I created Senior Care Live, to provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And we have so many listeners who claim that Senior Care Live is what they call appointment radio. They don't miss a single episode, and I'm so thankful for that, and thank you very much uh, for uh, tuning in each and every week. And then on the other end, you have, you may be a brand new listener, and you're like, hey, what's this all about? This sounds pretty interesting. Uh, if you are new to the program, welcome and uh, listen to three or four in a row. I think you'll get a good taste, a good flavor uh, uh, of the uh, of the program. And I think you too may become a consistent listener of Senior Care Live. So if you're listening to the radio, streaming us online, or listening to the podcast after the fact, again, thanks so much for being here today. You can reach us on our toll free number anytime. It's one eight hundred three three one six four four five. Again, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, uh, if you have a computer or uh, Internet access, be sure to visit the website at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. Lots of good uh, information on the pro on the uh, uh, website Senior Care Live. So let's jump right in here today on uh, today's program. I'm going to explain how to pay for senior care if you should outlive your assets. So you know, seriously, if you run out of money, I mean, what are you going to do? And at these rates, it's super expensive. I'm going to explain that, and then later in the program, hang tight. Uh, you don't want to miss uh, later in the program. I'm going to help you understand the Medicare Compare one to five star rating system for nursing homes, and and it's it's good information, but it's also some of it can be misleading. Sometimes the information on uh, Medicare Compare can be stale, and so uh, some issues there. So I'm going to explain all of that and help you understand that. Uh, so let's jump right into the Medicaid uh, portion of the program. What if you outlive your assets and you need expensive senior care? So there's good news and bad news. The good news. Uh, there is uh, help through the Medicaid program. The bad news is the Medicaid program is very difficult to understand. Uh, it's very complicated rules in many situations, and it can be very easy to misunderstand and make a mistake. So let's go to 
Medicaid and what if you outlive your assets? Here's why this is important. I want to just share briefly a story. One of my very first clients with Senior Care Consulting, clear back in 2003, she called and she was literally weeping on the phone. And I'm like, oh boy, what, what's going on? Tell me, okay, just take a breath and, Tell me, tell me what's going on and maybe, hopefully I can help. And so she shared that her grandmother had been living in a particular facility for years, a long time. And, uh, and they loved it there and, and, and they loved her and everything was fine. And then she gets this uh, letter of discharge asking her to move her grandmother within the next 30 days. And so she asked him, she said, did we do something wrong? I mean, why, why are we getting kicked out? And they said, Oh no, you didn't do anything wrong, but you see your grandmother is just about out of money and we don't take Medicaid. So you're going to have to move. And she was just completely blown away with this. This is not what she wanted. Now her grandmother, who is in her 90s now and well declined in on that path of uh, of dementia, uh, she had to move. It is horribly disruptive. It's very hard on an elderly person uh, to move anywhere, let alone at that age and in that state. So uh, we were able to help her out at Senior Care Consulting, help her find a great place uh, that did accept Medicaid. And uh, and she told me, she said, I, I didn't ask, but they didn't tell me either. And she said, uh, let me guess, if I would have worked with you originally, we probably wouldn't have moved here. And I said, no, we wouldn't have because your your statement is that you you want to move her one time and not have to move her again. So they would not have fit our care profile and our criteria. So no, they wouldn't have even been under consideration. So uh, this is why it's important to understand. Medicaid is, I like to call it a safety net that, that says if you should outlive your assets or run out of money and need care, and for the purposes of these uh, next two or three segments, we'll talk about care at the nursing home level, uh, then, then this safety net is here to say we've got you and we'll pay for your care. But there are lots of rules and and lots of uh, complexities here. Uh, it's a federal program, but it's administered at the state level. So you do see typically uh, some differences. Some are pretty major, actually, uh, but more minor differences uh, between state to state. For for example, your Kansas and Missouri, very, very similar, but there are some differences. Uh, so do not confuse Medicaid with Medicare. Medicare is your health insurance. Just think about it as, as your, your health insurance. Medicaid can help you pay for your nursing home care and your prescription drug coverage and, and those sort of things. So how does it work? Well, this is really simple. This part's simple. It's very black and white, cut and dry. It's an asset test. So you have to look at your assets and you take uh, your exempt assets, uh, your house is exempt, one vehicle, a prepaid funeral plan, a small amount of life insurance and all the stuff in your house. Those are all exempt. Now, I'm giving you the general version. There could be a few other things that are exempt. I'm giving you the basics for today. Okay, the countable assets, almost everything else. So you're talking about, we're, they're really looking at your liquid assets, checking, savings, money market, mutual fund CDs, uh, those sort of things. So your countable assets, so you add those up and then you have to spend them down. So if you hear the term spend down, that's what they mean. You have to spend your assets down. Uh, and then the trigger for Medicaid coverage is $999 in the state of Missouri and $2,000 in the state of Kansas. And so what do you 
spend your assets on or your money on? Well, obviously, you pay the nursing home. You can pay off debt. Uh, you can you, you can fix up your house, although you're not living there because you just moved to a nursing home. This is for a single person, by the way. Uh, really, really, really smart, uh, a smart business move to buy a prepaid funeral plan and take care of that expense yourself while you have assets to pay for that. And it's you're t- you're taking cash, which is a countable asset, and you're turning it into an exempt asset, a prepaid funeral plan. Really a smart move. You can also buy a car. But again, if you're a single person moving into a nursing home, you probably don't need to do that. So let's shift gears and move on to the married couple because this is when it really gets complicated. So you have, uh, you know, you have. Uh, the, the husband and the wife and they have X dollars. So for this example, say they have 200,000. You put 100,000 on his side, 100,000 on her side, and then say he's the person needing the nursing home. They call him the institutionalized spouse. I, I don't like that term, but that's what Medicaid calls it. And then he spends his half down. That's his spend down. She does, she's left with 100,000. The whole point of this division of assets and it's a very clear you know legal maneuver is back in the day people used to actually get and this is this is just horrible they actually used to get a divorce if you can believe that or not they would get a divorce so that they could preserve half of the assets for the community spouse the spouse still able to live independently in the home well you don't have to do that anymore you just divide these assets on paper so his side would be spent down to again nine hundred ninety nine in Missouri, two thousand dollars in Kansas, and boom, Medicaid would cover him. Again, you could pay for your cost of care, your medications, etc. Pay off debt. So uh, he and Sally own a home together. If there's a small mortgage left, pay it off from from uh, his side. Uh, if you need to have some home repairs, you know, ten thousand dollars to uh, to fix the roof, or or uh, you know, eight thousand dollars for a new HVAC system, etc. Do that uh, and do that from his side of that spend down. Uh, buy again, buy a prepaid funeral plan, and then say his wife is going to visit him every single day. Uh, in the nursing home, and maybe she's driving an older car that is in disrepair, you can spend part of his side by a newer, uh, more reliable vehicle so that she can uh, easily see him each and every day or as often as she'd like to. All of those are perfectly allowable uh, expenditures on that spend down on his side. So that's what you can do. Uh, and then I, I get the question all the time. And I'm just going to touch on this, but you know, can I give my money away? And of course you can, you can make a gift. Uh, but you know, Medicaid has a, f- it, this has been abused terribly, right? So, uh, their new legislation, uh, you know, many years ago that changed this from a three year look back to a five year look back. So they're looking for gifts and gifts could be cash, a gift of property, retitling property, selling an asset for less than its fair market value. And all of those things are going to cause a, uh, a penalty. And for every, I'm going to round it off $6,000 in the state of Kansas, uh, uh, $6,000 worth of gift, or in Missouri, I'm going to round it up to $5,000. For each one of those amounts, that means that Medicaid will not pay for one month of your stay in a nursing home. 
Okay, so if you had a $50,000 gift in Missouri, that's a 10-month penalty. A $60,000 gift in Kansas, that's a 10-month penalty. Uh, Medicaid would start paying the month after that penalty is paid back. So uh, this is super complicated. I'm going to get into a whole lot more uh, right after the break. So you want to hang tight. I'm going to talk a lot more about how Medicaid works. Uh, and uh, and later on, we'll have some other information as well. But let's not forget the Senior Care Live question of the week. If a nursing home is designated as a special focus facility by Medicare, this is A, a good designation, or B, a bad designation. The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time, 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. And uh, if you don't have a radio uh, or if you're you know out of the, the coverage area, no worries at all. This program will stream live to any electronic device. It's very simple. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and you can tune into this program. Uh, stream it live to your, your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have, and it really is that simple. Okay, let's get back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. If a nursing home is designated as a special focus facility by Medicare, is this A, a good designation, or B, is this a bad designation? And the answer is B, it is a bad designation. In fact, it's a really bad designation. Uh, it, so if you're thinking about going to, uh, considering moving into a nursing home and, and you go to Medicare.gov, nursing home compare, which I'm going to talk about later in the program and you see a special focus facility uh, uh, title next to that, uh, run, don't walk. Okay, you, you just don't want to go there. They're given time to turn it around and to address the issues and to make improvements and put that behind them, but it, they're, they're in a bad way. You have to try really, really, really hard to upset CMS, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. You have to... <laughs> You have to screw up really badly and for a long time over and over again to get their attention to actually earn that designation. So just don't go there. And look, they'll get it turned around one way or the other. And so, but, but I, I wouldn't, I just, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't go there. All right, let's jump back into how Medicaid works. We talked about it's an, it's an asset test. You spend your countable assets, your liquid assets, down to 2000 in Kansas or less, $999 in Missouri, and boom, you're in. And if you, where, 
where you get a, a, the big problem with the major complexities is if you're a couple and you're doing that division of assets. And that's where you get in, into lots and lots of different rules that can get you in big trouble. As always, I always and will forever recommend contact a qualified elder law firm to help you with this they deal with this 24 hours a day and they know the rules and they know the recent changes and how that affects you they also know uh, how to protect assets if that's applicable in your situation do this is and i'm not disparaging anyone else who does this okay who tries to help but a lot of a lot of facilities will have a, a, a personnel that would help you out through the Medicaid application. And I think that's perfectly fine for an ex, just a very basic, extremely simple spend down from a single person. But you get into division of assets for a couple and forget about it. I'm sorry, but that's not going to work. It's in your best interest to go to an elder law attorney to get that one handled. Okay, but Steve, we get it down to $2,000, but then we have income coming in every single month. How does that work and how does that affect my spend down? That's a very good point. Your income is a separate matter. So your assets are very clearly, very, uh, very black and white. It's spent down to that dollar and, and it triggers Medicaid, uh, Medicaid approval. So how's your income work? So you have to take Let's look, at, of course, in the, in the case of a nursing home, you take your total income for the month, you deduct enough to pay your Medicare premiums, your, your part, uh, part D, your part B, uh, your part F or G, one of your Medicare supplemental plans. So you, you pay your health insurance out of your income. And then you get what's called a personal needs allowance in Kansas. You get to keep $62 a month. In Missouri, you get to keep $50 a month. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> all right? So it, it's not much. It'll get you a, a Coke and a, a Snickers bar now and then or a haircut uh, or or maybe, uh, you know, lunch out somewhere, you know, once in a while. Uh, not much money, to be fair. Medicaid's going to pay everything else. So your income minus the cost of your insurance premiums for Medicare. You keep 62 bucks in Kansas, 50 bucks in Missouri, and then whatever's left over goes to the nursing home as, uh, what I just call it a copay. Uh, I think they call it the, the resident liability and all this kind of stuff. It's a copay. So every single month you have X dollars coming in. You pay your Medicare premiums. You keep your health insurance up. You keep 50 or 62 bucks and whatever's left over goes to the nursing home. And then Medicaid pays the nursing home the difference. It's just very, very black and white. Very, very simple. Now, most people don't know this, uh, but even the nursing home has a contribution, uh, to this, uh, to, to this, this model. So, and this, this is a real number actually for a local nursing home. Let's say they, they charge, normally would charge about $200 per day. Well, because they're Medicaid certified, they've agreed to accept as payment in full what Medicaid is willing to reimburse them. And that number changes on a quarterly basis. So this particular nursing home, I looked them up and they're receiving $182.47. Every single day. So they write off the difference between their normal build amount of 200 and that 182.47. They'll write that off every single day, except the 182.47 is their payment in full and, and, and boom, they have an investment in this model. So between uh, your excess income 
So your income minus your health insurance minus a little bit of spending money, uh, Medicaid pays the majority of it, and the nursing home offers a little bit of a discount, and that is exactly how it works. I'm not going to get into Medicaid uh, and, and assisted living, basically because it just doesn't pay enough uh, to make it worth it. Um, in Missouri, they'll pay a whopping $292 a month. Uh, no, thank you. That just that, that sounds nice, but it's not enough to help someone who makes seventeen hundred dollars a month pay for a four thousand five hundred dollar a month assisted living facility. It's not enough. Uh, in Kansas, it's a little bit better, but it's still, generally speaking, not enough. A few exceptions to that, but generally speaking, the family would have to come up with a hundred, two hundred dollars to maybe. to $1,500 a month to contribute to that model to make it work. So uh, for all uh, practical purposes, Medicaid is not paying for assisted living. Now, what if you have the need to have an asset protection strategy? So remember that the the wife is going to be at home, in my previous example, and then the husband is going to spend down. Uh, You may be able to, again, working with a quality elder law attorney, have them uh, purchase a single premium immediate annuity for the majority of that spend down and turn that into an income for the at-home spouse and then get the institutionalized spouse, the spouse in the nursing home, qualified for Medicaid almost immediately. And there's there's a, a reason that that is really important, uh, and, and I'm going to just shorten this up because I can't believe we're almost out of time for our second segment. But the at-home spouse is going to lose uh, all or a significant amount of, of the spouse's income to that nursing home. Okay, and I'm not going to go through that gets really complicated on that on that uh, calculation. But the bottom line is she just lost one hundred thousand dollars and she still has to have an income to live independently at home. And so that's why you want to look at an asset protection strategy to protect the at home spouse's ability to continue to live independently. Did I say it was complex? That's right. It is. And I'm going to have a whole lot more right after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are always standing by. We will not miss your call, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget... If you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, uh, say you're out of town or, uh, or or you're busy or whatever the case is, or if you know of someone who you're thinking, oh, gosh, I, I wish I wish so-and-so would have heard that, no worries at all. After the fact, very simple, just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and then you can go over and listen to uh, any of the previously aired episodes. You can see them by date, and there'll be just a, a quick little overview of what's covered on that particular program. Super simple. Hundreds and hundreds of people uh, listen to the podcasts each and every month, so feel free and help yourself. 
All right, so I said I was going to move on, but you know what? The more I think about it, I am going to back up uh, on this on this Medicaid. It's my program, Mark, right? So I can change the rules anytime I want. Mark Mark just gave me the thumbs up on that. So uh, so so let's take a look at this. So this Medicaid, why is it important? I I kind of glossed over this medic this asset protection strategy. Here's why it's important. Okay, especially if you have the husband moving to the nursing home, uh, way, way, way back in the day, and, and we're talking, we're talking people who are in their their seventies, way, well into their nineties, uh, who may need care in a nursing home. Uh, back back in the day, many, many of the wives stayed home and they raised the kids, and that's a huge job. Uh, and uh, but guess what? It doesn't pay money, and so that decreases your social security uh, uh, when you you know when the when you re-enter the workforce, etc. Your social security payments and your your income, generally speaking, it tends to be lower than say the other spouse who was out you know paying social security and didn't have that. 16, 18, 20 year gap in employment there. Uh, so it's really, really important to give the at home spouse, the community spouse, the ability to continue to pay taxes and utilities and keep the house up and, and just remain independent. That's why it's important, and you can buy. Uh, and again, you and I cannot just go out and buy one of these SPIAs, the single premium immediate annuity. This is a special contract written by very few carriers, but a quality, again, a quality elder law attorney, elder law firm will be able to do this for you. And uh, and yes, the elder law attorney has a fee involved. Trust me, it's well worth it. You don't want to mess around with this on your own, and you don't want to leave money on the table because you have to protect the at-home spouse. And here's why. Let's say they're bringing in $2,700 a month in income. This is the part I wasn't going to go into, but I am. I'm, I'm going to do it right now. So if he goes to the nursing home, his $1,900 a month income goes with him, and she has 800 bucks a month. You can't pay for anything for $800 a month. All right. Now, getting into another layer of complexity, the minimum monthly maintenance needs allowance. So the minimum monthly income that the at-home spouse can keep, according to all these rules, is $2,003. So the good news is that she can keep $1,203 of his income to add to her money uh, to get her up to $2,003 per month. So it's not the full hit, but she's still taking a hit of almost $700 a month when he moves to that nursing home. That is how many of us, myself, Mark, and all of our listeners, how many of us starting tomorrow could withstand a $700 a month decrease in our income? And I would say not too many of us. I know that would, I couldn't do it. I, I need every, I need every dollar of my income. All right. And most people do. That is why it's critically important to discuss asset protection strategies from an experienced and qualified elder law attorney. So, uh, be sure to jump right on that and, and do not delay. I would call them immediately. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. This is a consumer alert. Consumer alert. 
All right, I mentioned earlier that uh, we were going to jump into this nursing home compare and the uh, one to five star rating systems uh, for uh, for this nursing home uh, compare. So first of all, to find out this information, and, and this is on nursing homes where we can go out and they have one star rating all the way up to a five star rating. But that gets re- I'm going to break that down a little bit for you today. The warning is don't hang your hat on that rating. Don't put all your eggs in that basket. Uh, you should not do that. So, first of all, to find the information, go to Medicare.gov, Medicare.gov, and then on the left-hand side, scroll down, uh, you'll see Nursing Home Compare. And then you click on that, and then you can enter your city and state, and uh, it'll give you a list of nursing homes and their ratings and all the breakdowns. So, back in December of 2008, CMS, which is Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, and uh, uh, enhanced their existing system to include a number of quality measures, and then they added this star rating system. Okay, it's the Medicare 1 to 5 star rating system. It's a combination of the annual health care inspections. I call them health care surveys, uh, but it's when the state comes in unannounced and, uh, and, and just finds out what you're doing wrong, and then they tell you about it, and then you have to fix it. Uh, so it's it's very good uh, for the consumer. Not so fun <laughs> being on the receiving end of that, uh, but very good information for the consumer. Uh, they also look at how you perform on various quality measures and your staffing levels. And then all of these have averages and compare and contrast uh, to see where you rank. So the annual health care survey or health inspection uh, is where they start. And this is the base of that star calculation. Now, uh, once uh, the survey star rating is determined, and that's for that annual health inspection, that's the base, they can only add or subtract two stars from that base. So they put a heavy weight on those annual health care inspections. They look at the last three surveys, which is, I think that's right on point, with a lot more weight put on the most current survey. So they put half of the weight on the most current healthcare inspection or healthcare survey, a third of the weight on the one before that, and one sixth of the weight on the one before that. So for all the math and fraction nerds out there, that's three sixths on the current one, two sixths on the previous one, and one sixth on the oldest ones. Uh, so it's a, this rolling average that's constantly moving through time. And then again, they can add or subtract one star relative to your staffing levels. And that would be a combination of the levels of registered nurses, uh, RNs, LPNs, CMAs, and CNAs. Uh, they could also subtract uh, subtract one star uh, if the staffing rating is one star. They can add one star if the staffing rating is four to five star. You see how complex this is getting, right? Mark is over here kind of smiling like, oh, buddy, uh, that's that's yucky. Well, it, it is yucky. <laughs> All right, so the point is they look at your staffing and you can bump up or or drop down one star. And then the quality measures, they can add a star rating or subtract it. So here is the major issue that I have with the system. It's all based on averages. So, for example, I'll I'll just round the numbers. The average census, the average number of residents in a Kansas nursing home is 50. The average number of healthcare deficiencies is 10, and I'm doing some rounding for some easy math here. That's a deficiency, uh, that, that's a, a, a rate of one deficiency per five residents living in the nursing home. So here's my question, and this is a big one. 
So what if you're caring for 200 residents? Because some of these places are pretty small. Some of them are huge. So what if you're caring for 200 residents? Should If we kept the proportionality, okay, shouldn't you be able to have 40 deficiencies and still be average? In my opinion, that's how it should work, but there's no allowance for for this discrepancy in the number of residents. It's all they look at the deficiencies and they apply points, uh, and then it's all rated on a curve. And you have a certain percentage as five, a certain percentage uh, as one and two, and then the rest are three and four. So you've got this this bell curve going on, and that's supposed to average it out. But the bottom line is, I just don't think this perfectly works. Uh, it just and it doesn't work th- that way for this larger. Uh, place, if you had over 10 deficiencies, your star rating for your health inspections will drop dramatically. And this is the base for your overall star rating. And guess what everyone does? They go out and they look at the stars. Oh, I'm only interested in a five star. Well, that doesn't tell the whole story. And one or two stars, that doesn't tell the whole story either. There's a lot more. There's a lot of layers to that onion, so to speak. You've got to kind of peel them back and figure it out. So, you know, I love the fact that there's just this tremendous amount of information available, much better than we had before. However, I just, I just think there are just still several, several issues. Here's one quick example. Uh, there is a large uh, facility and, uh, and they, they, they do care for about 200 residents. And on one of the most recent state surveys, uh, healthcare inspections, they had three deficiencies. For 200 residents, that's almost impossible. It's a spectacular performance, and they got bumped up one star to a three. That just doesn't tell the whole story, right? So so you have to be careful and do not ever hang your hat and put too much emphasis on the one to five star Medicare star rating system. Proceed with caution. This has been a Consumer Alert, brought to you by Senior Care Live. All right, hopefully that was uh, that was pretty clear. You just just don't. That's part of the puzzle. Look at the star rating, but you have to go back and you have to look at some track uh, records. You have to interpret some of these numbers. And guess what we do at Senior Care Consulting? We do that for our clients. Uh, we're going to have a whole lot more right after the break. Do not go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about this program and how we can help your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Again, the toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. And uh, uh, just like I did with with the uh, with that last segment, I'm going to back up and just say that this is why... Uh, I, 
my firm, Senior Care Consulting, this is why we put so much emphasis uh, on that health care survey, but also not just the most recent one. But we want to know, you know, where where do we come from here? So we may be doing very well today, and maybe we didn't do too well the previous two years. So what that tells me is we're on an, we're on the right trend. We're on an on an upward trend of improvement. It can go the other way. So if we had if we have a really bad uh, performance on our on our health inspection, but we've we've done a really good job in the past. Well, now we're we're going the wrong way. We're we're going downhill, and so we need to look a little deeper into the, you know what what is causing that, and have we had a change in administration? Have we had a change in in, in ownership? Maybe we have. Maybe it's a little disruptive there with uh, changes in a lot of the key personnel. I I don't know. There could be a lot of different reasons for that, but you have to look deeper than one, two, three, four, or five stars on a computer uh, screen. You just have to do it. Some of the quality measures, I, I like some of them, uh, and then I, I don't like some of them. <laughs> uh, but and, and they've added several uh, as of last July, uh, 2016, uh, but a percentage of residents whose ability to move independently worsened. Okay, and so again, they're just looking at averages, uh, a percentage of high-risk residents with pressure ulcers or, you know, the, the bed sores, a percentage of residents whose physical function improves from admission to discharge. So have they improved under your stay or have they not? Uh, that's one of the short-stay uh, uh, measurements, uh, quality measurements that they're looking at. Uh, percentage of uh, residents experiencing one or more falls with major injury, obviously less is better. Uh, one that was added uh, this last July, percentage of residents who were rehospitalized after a nursing home admission. That might say that maybe they were discharged too soon. Uh, and then if you go back to the hospital too soon, uh, the hospital is going to get penalized for that. So uh, this gets, again, this whole thing gets really complicated as well. Uh, uh, percentage of residents who were successfully discharged to the community, so discharged back home. So there's some really good information in that, but you really, really and seriously, truly, you have to dig down uh, and and get a feel for that and look for some of these trends uh, that you uh, that you want to identify. Are we going in the right direction? or are we going in the wrong direction? And again, my firm, Senior Care Consulting, 913-945-2800. When we work with our clients, we analyze all of that for you, and then we report that information to you in a very simple, easy-to-understand way uh, to make you to help you when you're making you know, one of the biggest decisions that you'll ever make in your entire lifetime. If you're interested in having us help you Find the right fit at the facility level of care, assisted living, nursing home, memory care involving Alzheimer's or dementia care, or maybe all of the above in a continuing care retirement community. Call us for a free consultation, 913-945-2800. We'll come out. Uh, we'll visit with you. We'll find out about your situation. We'll let you know how our placement services work. We will provide you a flat fee for service quote uh, at that meeting, and then at that point it's totally up to you whether you want to move forward or not and so uh, the reason there's a fee for service with our program is that we do not receive one penny of reimbursement from any care provider that's 
completely unethical in my opinion. I don't like it. I do not like it. Uh, I think it's uh, a, a, just a total conflict of interest. Won't have anything to do with it. So uh, we have a good working and business relationship uh, with uh, with all of the care providers here in town. But the bottom line is we work for you. We represent you just like uh, your uh, a tax accountant or your attorney or any other professional service provider that is helping you through a process. That's what we do. Senior Care Consulting, 913-945-2800. Okay, I'm going to touch on this just very briefly. Uh, I've I've uh <laughs> I've I've made this warning to a lot of people uh, in uh, uh in the in the business uh, in, especially in the senior care uh, market here, uh, but I I've I've warned my my friends in, in healthcare regarding recommendations. Okay, recommending a particular facility to one of their clients. Many good people from various senior care communities, hospitals, law firms, financial firms, insurance groups, home care agencies, home health uh, providers, hospice providers, and many others routinely recommend assisted living facilities or nursing homes solely based on the fact that you know someone who works there. And that is just not a good idea. Okay, so so take this in the spirit that it's meant. It's a it's just a friendly reminder. I just want to I'm going to get a little edgy with you here, but I want to make you think. All right. And to our listeners, listen to the recommendation. And then if, if someone recommends something to you, think about what I'm getting, what I just covered here. Okay, so when. When you recommend a place to uh, to one of your patients or, or or a friend, et cetera, et cetera, okay, uh, do you really know if that place is the best fit for these people or not? Have you developed a care profile? Do you know their needs? Do you know the level of care and the type of care? Do you know how they're going to pay for it? Do you know their location preferences? Do you know anything about it, or are you just referring them to your buddy that you just had lunch or adult beverages with? Now just think about that for a second. Are you 100% confident that they will do, this facility will do a great job for these people? So what happens if you recommend this particular facility and then that resident has a poor experience? And now guess what? That person and their whole family, they blame you for recommending that place. So here's the big question. Are you willing to put your reputation on the line? The reputation that you've worked years and maybe decades to develop. Are you willing to put it on the line at the expense of the actions and potential mistakes of every single caregiver and staff in that facility? If you think about that for about two seconds, that should put a chill right down your spine. That's, that's scary. Now, let me put this into action. Uh, this was on uh, KS- KSHB Channel 41. This has been a couple of years back. And uh, a, a doctor said, oh, you should just take your grandpa over here to, uh, I won't name the facility, they're already in enough trouble, um, and, and, and get, get rehab there. And then uh, grandpa had, and they interviewed the family, uh, grandpa had concerns from the first night that he was there within hours he was he was communicating with his family and his granddaughter there's something wrong here they're not answering my call lights i'm not getting my medication on time and guess what happened this man was dead in three days okay so this particular report did not say that it was the fault of the facility, but guess what? There was a huge investigation, uh, and, and there are attorneys involved. And then guess who's going to be called in to part of that, part of that, uh, legal action? 
The attorney's going to say, well, why did you send your grandpa to blah, blah, blah? Nursing home. They're going to say, oh, Dr. Blah, blah, blah recommended it. Uh, Dr. Who? Now, what, what was his name? Do you happen to have his phone number? Just just don't. Here's the bottom line. Just be careful when discussing senior care facilities and protect yourself and have the people you're talking to have them seek out unbiased, objective resources. Have them do the maximum amount of research uh, before making such a critical decision and take yourself out of that recommendation loop. Uh, that's my friendly warning to all of my friends in the business world and to, in the healthcare world out there. All right. Wow, that was a busy program, and it went so fast. Uh, but to everyone listening, I, I just want to thank you for spending part of your day tuning into this program. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.